Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Dub Nation, Dub Nation, Dub Nation. Many years have passed, filled with titles, NBA champions, and new faces. The Golden State Warriors select James Weissman. But now, the voice of the Warriors, the voice of the Warriors. invites you to return to your seats. Please take your seats at the Warriors Roundtable. 30 footer, got it! Welcome back to the table on the exclusive home of your Golden State Warriors. 95-7, the game. Here's Tim Roy. We are live tonight here on the Warriors Roundtable. Golden State getting ready for two straight games against the L.A. Clippers. Clippers are going to be entertaining the San Antonio Spurs in about an hour or so, so we'll keep an eye on that game uh, later on this evening. But right now, well, we're going to talk a little bit about what's happening with the Warriors. And Wow, what a difference the uh, last few days have made for Golden State. You know, coming out of the heels, Draymond Green comes back. New Year's uh, night, and uh, Portland just hands the Warriors uh, a loss. They couldn't defend that high screen roll. They, you know, the CJ McCollum came out on fire, and there was it looked like, oh boy, look at this because it the first two games of the year at Brooklyn, at Milwaukee, and the Warriors were out of sync and and didn't really have a lot going on in terms of organization, in terms of execution. So now. They beat the, uh, Chicago in a close game, the Damian Lee game winner. They beat Detroit by 10. Now they come back, and the first team they face, a good Western Conference team in Portland, and they get handled. And now every you're starting to, you know, the wheels are starting to turn a little bit here, and you're starting to wonder what's going to go on. But Steph Curry to the rescue, you know, 62 points on January 3rd. And then last night, uh, the Warriors jumped on Sacramento early, never took their foot off the gas, and just cruised to a 31-point victory, and now 2-1 and one on the homestand. They've won four of their last five. Now, the schedule gets a lot tougher right now. Two against the Clippers, one against Toronto, one against Indiana, at Denver, at Phoenix, at the Lakers. January 19th, uh, the Warriors' schedule will start to maybe even out a little bit, but it's going to be a tough, tough little run here in the middle of January but I think the Warriors are starting to get their confidence. They're starting to get their their place with one another, and I think that's pretty evident. And I, of course, the return of Draymond Green. You know, he's the he's the catalyst. He's the heartbeat of the team, as Steve Kerr has told us, and he is the one that kind of glues it all together. Uh, Steph Curry is the one that that leads this team, and he is the the superstar of this team. Draymond kind of makes all the parts fit, if you will. 
especially on the defensive end. But, uh, again, I am Tim Roy, and we are here for you. Coming up later on in the, the show, we're going to talk with Bruce Frazier in just a few minutes. Warriors assistant coach will talk about Steph's big game and about the continuity that this team is trying to develop right now. If you have questions or call or comments on the show, obviously, you can just give me a call right now at 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. If you want to send me a tweet, and I'll answer it that way, at Warriors Vox, Warriors V-O-X, or... If you want to send me an email, we can do that, too. Timroy at Warriors.com. That's T-I-M-R-O-Y-E at Warriors.com. Text line, same number, 888-957-9570. And, of course, you're listening to our flagship station, the Golden State Warriors Radio Network, 95.7 The Game. Also later on in the hour, one of the most learned men in all of the media who covered the association, Howard Beck of Sports Illustrated, will join us, and we'll talk all things association. I'll also open it up to you then, too. If you have a question for Howard Beck or a question about the NBA, we can answer it there as well. So what do you think about having Stephen Curry back? What do you think about having in terms of his, his unbelievable uh, shot-making ability, his hunting shots, and uh, just doing what he, he could do. I mean, that was just fantastic the other night. And what a, you know, after the game I tweeted out something about what, a, what an honor it is. It is an honor. It's an honor to 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 be able to broadcast, you know, somebody like that. You know, it's a play-by-play broadcaster's dream. I'm blessed to have that opportunity, and then you you know put the cherry on top that he's one of the nicest men you're ever going to meet, and you you know and he has a world view much like his head coach. So a lot of things to get to eight 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 nine five seven ninety five seventy. Let's go to the uh, the Twitter lines here, and also just just don't ever, don't let people you know when people there's a lot of chatter about the Warriors in terms of because I still think there's a lot of people that don't believe what happened over that five year run. That somehow it just was, you know, all the stars coming together and, and uh, that it really, you know, they weren't really that good. You know, I think there's a lot of people that don't believe that, that just, you know, they just can't wrap their heads around the fact that, that this team, this team that was, you know, for years a punchline, dominated the NBA for five years and was a great team. So with that said, don't let people underestimate Draymond Green. They, they I mean, Draymond... You know he's a potential. He's a. I think he's a future Hall of Famer. I think because he's he's the rare guy. As I said this on the air the other night. He's the rare guy that can dominate a game and not score. I mean, his first field goal came last night in Game Three, but in Games Two and, and last night he was one of the most dominant players on the floor. All right, let's get to, to a couple of tweets here. And, and see so we can answer as we can. I, Tim Roy, this is the Warriors Roundtable. Great to be back around the roundtable, by the way. It's great to be great to be there. So uh, Noah wants to know, Clay's loss was obvious. What's the impact of Chris being out? Well, I think what it does, it, it you know, I think with the way the Warriors play, they like to have the three centers, right? You've got Wiseman. He's young. He's talented. And, oh, yes, he's special. He's going to be really good for a long, long time, and uh, I'm so excited to watch his development this year. That's number one. Number two, you have Looney, and you know Kavan is just uh, one of the more underrated players in the association. He's the big that can stay in front of Smalls. He can uh, make set screens. He can make a pass. He does a lot of good things for you out there on the floor. But Marquise Chris can give you that physicality 
coming off the bench, and maybe that's where they miss it. I think they missed it the other night. You know, Steve Kerr had Eric Paschal at the five, and what happened? Ennis Cantor went to work. Very good positional player, very good offensive rebounder, and he hurt the Warriors in that game the other night. So that's where they miss the impact of of Marquise Chris is in situations like that. You know, they could have brought Chris out there to play against Cantor in that situation just to keep him off the glass, and and that's where they they miss him. So I think I think that I. I, I Obviously, you want to see Marquise get get there as 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 quick as possible and get back. But um, but boy, uh, you know, you, you really love to have three centers in the NBA. I think that's always been true. Even the way the game is played today, I think it's true as well. Now, a text from the five one zero: limited amount of video of Wiseman, limited games in college, which are three expectations this season. Well, at the beginning, I didn't expect as much as I do now. Simply because now I've seen him play. Now I've seen what he can do. And, you know, I, you tend to get a little bit greedy. But, again, he's 19 years old. Uh, you know, he had that one game on the road trip where it looked like, oh, boy, he's just like he's like out of gas. And and, and uh, it occurred to me that this was probably that first four-game road trip was probably the longest road trip he had ever been on anywhere. You know, you don't go on a four-game road trip in, in high school all that much. Maybe a tournament in AAU, but uh, so so this is all new for for Wiseman. And I think you know, you know, obviously, I think he's he's got skill, he's got poise, which I think is 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 huge for a guy. It doesn't you know the game doesn't look too too quick for him. It doesn't look too unbelievable for him. Is he going to have a couple of nights where he looks like, you know, the proverbial deer in the headlights? Yes, he's going to have, you know, some nights where he looks like a rookie. But he is a sponge by all accounts, and by that I mean he's eager to learn, wants to learn. He asks a lot of questions. He's got Draymond Green and Kevon Looney to learn from as well as the coaching staff. So I think he's going to make progress this year. I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be okay this year. Now. To me, I think really to be fair to him, I think maybe toward the end of next year or the beginning of his third year, that's when you're going to see the kind of player he's going to be. But for right now, I mean, three games in college, he's already got a double double. You know, he's already shown that he can he can make make a pass, handle the ball in traffic. He keeps the ball high for the most part. You know, they, they are working with him a little bit on his defensive stance because, you know, young kids tend to kind of stand up a little bit in, in, instead of getting down that stance a lot. So th- there's there's a tremendous room for improvement, and the sky is the limit for this kid. I mean, he's, he's going to be a special, special player. Again, 888-957-9570. Warriors open up a two-game set. Against the Clippers, and uh, that's going to be interesting to see. That, that the Clippers are a team that's a little bit different this year. They don't have Montrezl Harrell, so they're not scoring as much inside. But they still have, you know, uh, Paul George. They still have Kawhi Leonard. They still have Lou Williams. This is a very, very good basketball team. Yeah, it's a championship contending uh, basketball team. So I expect, I expect them to be to be right on point. Let's get to one more before I take a break. And that is from City Boy. He says, having, this is on Twitter, at Warriors Vox, Warriors VOX, having Dre back is like having a coach on the floor 
It's like he's teaching a master class during the game. How invaluable is his presence? And is it as simple as his being back and unlocking this team's potential? Well, I think a couple of things have happened here, uh, City Boy. I think a couple of things happened. Draymond's back. Uh, Curry is is learning how to play with these the, the, the players he's never played with, really, in terms of Wiggins and Oubre Jr. and Wiseman. And those guys are also getting a little more comfortable. And, you know, Oubre hit a couple of shots the other night. And, and so I think it's kind of a combination of things. And, and the fact that they really didn't have a training camp. You know, the Warriors were a team that desperately needed a training camp this year. They needed those extra couple of weeks. They needed a couple of extra preseason games. They didn't get them. So I think, again, they're, they're going to coalesce, I think, as we continue over the course of this month. We're going to ask some more questions. You can ask a question on Twitter uh, to Bruce Frazier at Warriors Vox or send me an email or send us a text, and I can relay them on to the coach as well. This is the Warriors Roundtable on your flagship station for Golden State Warriors basketball, 95-7 the game. We'll talk to Warriors assistant coach Bruce Frazier when the Roundtable continues. Each and every member of Dub Nation has a seat at this table. If everybody would please take your seats. The Warriors Roundtable. The table has returned on 95.7. The game. Now back to Warriors Box. A look away three. Oh my goodness. That's ridiculous. You've got to be kidding me. Tim Roy. Hey, you can watch the Warriors live from the comfort of your home in the Dub Hub. The Dub Hub is an interactive virtual fan experience for Warrior home games. And put you out live TV as you root for the Dub. Space very limited. Sign up now at warriors.com. And if you want to sync up the radio broadcast, we will not object. Hi, Tim Roy. This is the Warriors Roundtable. And we are joined by Warriors assistant coach Bruce Frazier. Warriors and the Clippers tomorrow night. 6.30 with the pregame show. 7 o'clock with... The tip, the Clips have the Spurs starting in about uh, about 40 minutes or so. And so we'll keep an eye on that game tonight. And the Coach, welcome to the roundtable. How are you doing tonight? Timmy Roy, doing good. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Four of five now for the club. And there's, you know, there's a lot of things we can point to. But to me, it looks like on the outside, it's a combination of a lot of factors. How do you guys see it as a coaching staff as to why this team is now playing a, a, a lot better than maybe the first two games? Well, I think they've they've grown in the short time we've had together. Uh, and so with that being said, they're, they're sort of more in sync. Uh, still a long way to go with all the things we'd like to incorporate, but I think we've we've had to learn as a staff to to simplify some things and grow sort of organically with that. And that that's worked. Um, but I think it's, it's just a process without, without, you know, using it as an excuse, uh, no real training camp and Wiseman and Draymond joining, uh, late within, within that. It's just, we have new pieces, young pieces. Uh, and then we have, veteran pieces that are used to certain things with Steph and Draymond. So um, we have been playing much better the last you know, few games, uh, and you can see us sort of uh, collectively playing better together, and Draymond has added a great piece with for all the reasons that he 
you know, he does with his emotion, his leadership, and his playmaking ability and his defense. I mean, he's he's brilliant. So he's been uh, really helpful for the whole team and for Steph. No doubt about that. Steph was 62 the other night. Let's listen to what Steph had to say following that contest. Losing in the fashion that we were uh, the first three games was it's never a good feeling, but you got to take those lumps and learn from them. And I think we uh, we sh- I, think I said on Friday we got to test our resiliency, and we we obviously proved that tonight. We got a lot more work to do. It's more so just trying to get to that level that we expect and to be able to get the chemistry and a kind of expectation of what it's going to take for us to win this year. And, you know, we showed a lot of bright spots, obviously, tonight. Offensively, I saw the pictures and, you know, the way that they were defending me a lot better. I was able to pick and choose my spots, obviously be aggressive from the start. And, you know, shots fall. It was was a pretty crazy night. You know, pretty crazy night, Coach. But I'm always intrigued to find out what uh, when people say things in the NBA, what exactly they mean. So when he says he saw the pictures, what does that mean? Well, I think that that means that he that these you know every team guards him a little differently, and so he sees different pictures with the way they're doing things, um, and so he was able to see uh, what they were doing and sort of get to his spots. Now, sometimes to give him some credit, he sees the things, but we don't always uh, get him the ball in the spots he's hoping for. And, it, and it, it, it's not all, you know, around Steph either. This, this, this is everyone working together, but Steph specifically uh, in saying that was able to see sort of the pictures of what, of what the, of the opponent was doing, and uh, he was able to get to spots where he was comfortable with his shots. I would say earlier in the year, um, because of all the new pieces and and things that we were doing, it was more challenging for him to get to those spots. And I would say within all that, we, we run a read-based offense, more so than most of the teams in the league. And so our reads are predicated upon patterns that we see and he's sort of speaking on those patterns of what he's seeing and how he operates within our read-based offense. And so not only did, did it work for Steph, but I think you can see the rest of the team starting to pick up uh, those pictures. Uh, and then with James Wiseman, if I were going to throw him in, he's you know the youngest, newest on, of the group. These, are, these patterns and pictures that Steph's speaking of take a while to see, recognize, and react to and that's what james is dealing with too but on a much you know greater level so when people speak of this is going to take some time uh that's what they're that's that's what they're sort of putting in there all these pictures both sides of the ball offensively and defensively that you need to see read and react Uh, and steph is brilliant with it but they they were different for him early on and he's going to see uh different pictures that's what opponents do all year long um, but I think with the team responding around him and recognizing those things, um, it'll it'll hopefully help him. And then having Draymond back because Draymond's brilliant and seeing those patterns and recognizing where to get stuff the ball and how. So um, it's not it's not bulletproof yet. We still, like I say, have a work in progress. But uh, it's been great to just see sort of what has happened in the last few games. 
Bruce Frazier, our guest on the Warriors Roundtable. I'm Tim Roy, Warriors assistant coach. And, and uh, when when you look at Steph, do you think the fact that he, he's, uh, you know, he's got the, the still even at 30-something with the, the the facial hair, he's still got the baby face, and he's just an unbelievable guy and, and, and you know, great family man. Do you think people kind of forget or underestimate just how competitive he is? Yeah, I don't know what the adjective would be to describe. I think it's just you don't see you don't see it outwardly in him. With Draymond, you can feel it pretty quickly that this is a warrior and a guy with an amazing competitive spirit, and you see his emotion right out in front of him. Steph has sort of that baby face and that disposition of you know of friendliness, but this is one of the fiercest competitors in this game. I mean. To be fair to all the guys in our game, you have to have a pretty competitive spirit to play at that level. To 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 be uh, in the elite elite level, you got to be you've got to have a fire that burns with it. Um, and for his size uh, and you know sort of stature, he is. It has a fierce competitive spirit as you as you're talking about that you don't see, and I think it can fool people. Um, but Steph Curry does not like to lose, and he doesn't like you know the uh, doubters in certain ways. To you know he he's passionate about the game and his craft, and he's passionate or driven to be successful. Um, so those are things that you don't see in those blue slash green eyes and and the uh, the charming smile yeah it's a, it, interesting to uh to watch that kind of dynamic and i think people forget and and they also forget his impact on the on the game of basketball we, that, that's for another another day let's go to michael on twitter and you can hit me up at warriors vox warriors vox you can send us a text at the text line triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy uh, Bruce Frazier, our guest, and Michael wants to know what part of his game does James Wiseman need to work on? Hmm. Great question. Well, if I not to get can, can, can we accelerate his process and like make him older quickly? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to say. He needs to start to recognize uh, the patterns that of uh, that exist in this in in the, specifically the NBA game, and it's all it's all so fast. Uh, you know, not just uh, the the reads and re- at the speed out there is a lot more than you think. So he's trying to figure out um, how to guard guys. You know, there's uh, each each player sort of brings a different skill set. Both both the guards coming at him and the big. So on the defensive side of the ball, he's trying to figure those out. I know that's not really his skill. I think he skill wise. He's he's very skilled for his size. He shoots it well. He's as you've seen, he can he can shoot the three, um, and he's capable in the post. I would say uh, for us right now, and not specific to his skill set, but for us in those high ball screens with Steph, um, the more he can play out of those, the quicker he can get to those sort of dives to the rim, and the the more he can read on maybe when he should pop. Uh, for shots, and then maybe get to that short kind of pocket where he can play make like Draymond does. I, I would say that for our the way we play is his is his next step, um, and that's just going to take a little time. 
and he's got to have a comfort level with it. Uh, but he's already gotten better in the time we've had with him. Um, and I'm, I'm super excited about him as, as well as everyone else in the organization about his upside. And uh, hard to say how soon he gets all that, but um, my guess is, is he's going to get there uh, sooner than we think. Uh, but don't know when that is. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, it's interesting. Uh, I was just perusing some of the uh, numbers the other day getting ready for the game against Sacramento, and I looked at our, our the, the Warriors' defensive field goal percentage in the restricted area in the paint, and they were both in the top ten. And then I go back and look at you know, the, the points given up, which were high, obviously, but and then I'm thinking, oh, well, uh, the, he, he's making a difference in there just by being around, just, just being yeah. there. Yeah, no, he's, as you know, he's long with with – you know, tremendous size and length. So um, the one thing that's been challenging for him, I think, is he's he's gotten in foul trouble a little bit, you know, just because he's not there early enough at times or, uh, you know, he gets some tough calls probably being a rookie a little bit. But he, he just needs to react a little bit faster. But when, you know, he's learned already and we can see the progress, but he is uh, – a rim protector ultimately, and also a versatile defender. I mean, he's for his size, he can move his feet and he can guard the perimeter well enough. Uh, but he gives us uh, incredible versatility and, and size at the rim, which is is vital as we go. How concerned are you guys as a coaching staff about the fouls? Now, granted, it's 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 way early, you know, and every number is a you know part of a small sample size. But how concerned are you guys about the fouling right now? Well, we're concerned uh, more so from the team standpoint. We've been fouling a little bit too much, uh, and less specific to James, if that's what you're right. speaking that's about. Right. That's James. what I'm, I'm talking team-wide because it's yeah. the opponents are shooting a lot of free throws against the Warriors. Yeah, that's been a topic, and we've addressed that um, literally every game. So we've got to do a better job of sort of the simple things of not reaching and you know, being early on some of our rotations and guarding the ball a little bit better um, and taking away, you know, the dumb fouls. And that's, that's, uh, that's been a little bit of a problem for us. I think if that's your only problem, that's, I think we can correct that. So that's not, it's not a huge concern, but it's a, it's a topic of discussion right now. We've got to clean that up. Just a couple of more questions for Bruce Frazier before we let him go on to the rest of his Evening, I'm Tim Roy. We're on the Warriors Roundtable here on 95.7 The Game, your home for Golden State Warriors basketball. Coach Clippers come up for two, and uh, you know they don't have Montrez Harrell back this year, but they still got Kawhi, they still got Paul George, Lou Williams, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, obviously, this is a, a real tough test early in the season. You know What kind of things are important when you play the Clippers? Well, I think you just hit one of them on the head, you, you, you can't put them on the free throw line uh, and get in the bonus early with them. I think you have to be uh, really diligent about keeping them off the three-point line uh, and just being solid defensively, uh, limiting your mistakes, limiting turnovers. I mean, this is all sort of, I hate to say it, generic basketball speak. It's not specific to the Clippers, but they're, they're super talented, 
uh, and Paul George and Kawhi, uh, we know, make them go. But they have pieces around them. Lou Williams can get hot, as you mentioned. Um, uh, and they're versatile with their size, uh, and they're pretty deep. So this is a, this is, the Clippers are a contender, uh, this year in our league. And it's going to be a good test for us because we've had, you know, we've been playing well. We've been improving. Um, so it's going to be a, we know it's a challenge, but it's going to be a good test to see how, what, you know, what we've implemented and what we've put in and how we, how we go with them, but no easy task. Uh, they're one of the better teams in the league. Uh, so it'll be, you know, we'll have to, uh, defend well and make shots. You know, we made shots the other night. That always helps. Uh, or last night against, the, against the Kings. And, um, if we can make shots, and I know it's generic talk again and, and defend. <laughs> it's a make or miss league. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I hate to say that, you know, but, but we're getting better shots. Uh, right. The Clippers are a good defensive team, so they're going to take some of those looks that we probably had last night away. But I think you know we're playing with more confidence, and um, you know guys are seeing the pictures that Steph spoke about, not just him but others better. So I think, and we're moving the ball. We had we had you know a lot of assists last night, and our passing totals were up. So all these things matter when you play against the better teams. Uh, the margin of error. Uh, you know, is less. So we've got to limit our mistakes, our turnovers, our fouls, uh, make them take tough shots, and we've got to make shots. I mean, I, I hate to say it, it's not that simple, but that's, that's what I would say about the, the game tomorrow. Well, Coach, it's always a pleasure to talk some basketball. I always learned with you. I, I always learned something, and uh, I look forward to uh, many more conversations uh, this year and hopefully in, in years to come. Uh, congratulations on the, the the run for the last five, and and uh, and certainly a, a great way to, to start the homestand. And best of luck tomorrow night. All right, Tim. Thanks for having me. All right, that is Bruce Frazier, Warriors assistant coach. I'm Tim Roy here on the Roundtable. Howard Beck of Sports Illustrated is up next. So if you want to pound the text line with questions about the NBA, do that. 888-957-9570. Hit me up on Twitter at WarriorsVox. Send me an email, timroy at warriors.com. A quick reminder, the Cash Creek Casino Resort giving Warrior fans a gift this New Year's. Actually, 25 of them. For 25 consecutive days, they're giving away unbelievable prizes like today's prize, a $250 Cash Creek Casino Resort gift card, and the grand prize, an autographed Stephen Curry basketball. You can enter to win every day at warriors.com slash 25 days. We'll continue with the roundtable here on your home for Golden State Warriors basketball 95-7 the game. If you've just joined us, don't worry. Tim Roy has saved you a seat. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. At the Warriors Roundtable. Sit down. Now on 95.7 The Game. It's your voice of the Warriors. Got it. From downtown. Tim Roy. Tim Roy. Well, it was just a, a brilliant performance, and um, we've seen Steph do so many things here over the years so many amazing nights at, at oracle and, and now here at chase and uh it's just a privilege to to coach him it really is you know and, and not just because of his talent but just because of the way he carries himself the way he leads and uh we are 
incredibly blessed as an organization to uh, to have Steph leading the way. And um, what a performance tonight. Uh, Steve Kerr talking about Stephen Curry at 62 points just a couple of nights ago against Portland. Warriors and Clippers tomorrow, 7 o'clock with the tip 6.30 of the pregame show right here at 95.7. The game pleasure, as always, to welcome in a friend of Warriors Radio, the senior writer at Sports Illustrated, co-host of the Crossover Pod, and just an all-around great guy, Howard Beck. How are you, Beck? <laughs> Happy New Year, Tim. Thank you for the kind intro. Appreciate it. Uh, it's always uh, great to talk some round ball with you. Let's, let's, uh, did you get a chance to watch Steph the other night? I watched quite a bit of the 62-point game. Uh, I think I turned that one on sometime in, early in the third quarter. So I got, I got to see most of the pyrotechnics. And, um, man, that, that, that was a throwback game. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. You know, it, it's it's uh, we were talking in the postgame show, myself, Jim Barnett, that this one, you know, there there have been you know Clay's games where he's just on fire and every jump shot's going down. There's no no doubt about that. And, and but but this one, Steph, just whatever you know shot was available on that particular play, that's the one he got. You know, he would hit floaters, he would hit jumpers, he hit mid range, he hit threes, he got the foul line. Um, it was really a complete scoring performance. It was amazing. Yeah, and it was, you know, the really tight, no room to get off the shot, off balance threes. And it was it was like the full arsenal. It was all the, you know, the crafty dribbling and creating space and, and finding these little gaps and um, and Draymond finding him. And it just, it was, it was the magic that we're, we got used to seeing, you know, in the course of especially that five-year run. And listen, I don't think anybody necessarily thought that we'd never see that again, but there were reasonable doubts, right? After the hand injury, after him not playing most of last season, after everything that the that roster has gone through and, and just so many missing pieces and, and so many pieces that are that just aren't coming back from those title runs and so many new pe- pl- uh, players around him and, you know, the Warriors, it was always about more than just Steph, right? Like, strength in numbers was a slogan for a reason. And it was always more than just the Splash Brothers. And and so, you know, when you lose Iguodala and Livingston and, you know, everybody from the early team and then even all the way through to the end with Durant leaving, the, the chemistry is, is just you, – you, you can't replicate that overnight. And sometimes you can't replicate it at all when you've changed out that many pieces. You know, Kelly Oubre and James Wiseman – and all these guys are are new to this, and it's no guarantee that you can create that same kind of magic with a new group. Steph will be Steph as long as he's got his legs and as long as he's got his health. Um, the shot's not going anywhere, but the the magic of those teams was was something in the way that those guys read each other and the way the ball moved, and you know just the uh, the synergy there, and so. When you see a glimpse of it like that, and yes, a lot of that was Steph, but um, you know, we, we saw in, in, the, in the following game, um, other guys start to kind of get engaged too and be, be part of that offense. Uh, if they can, if they can somehow recreate some of that magic, the talent might not be the same, the players aren't the same, but uh, it, it gives you a sense that they can can try to at least uh, you know approximate what they were before. Right, and that, that that part of it, I think, with the Warriors is going to be a work in progress because they do have so many new pieces, and it's different, and it's, you know, the the whole, 
you know, chemistry and, 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 you know, the talents the players have are all different than what we saw in that five-year run. So uh, I want to ask you about the, the early part of the schedule, and and I it's a roller coaster, you know, for a lot of teams. You know, we've seen great teams get blown out. We've seen uh, teams that you didn't expect to do well get off to good starts. It's been so uneven so far and and i guess there's there's a variety of reasons but what do you think some of the main reasons are we've had so many so many lopsided games and and just uh, sort of weird uh weird results yeah i mean there have been some some crazy upsets and some teams off the hot start that you didn't expect you know cleveland the knicks um you know you've got teams that are really dragging like denver that we expect much more from the lopsided scores, as you've mentioned, uh, you know, like, like there, there's things like this. There's, there's never any one answer and there's never any objective truth. There, there's, there's just, a, you know, a lot of uh, possibilities and I think they're all probably contributing. So, you know, the really tight turnaround for the Lakers and heat and the Celtics and nuggets, the teams that went the farthest and then the really long layoff for teams like the warriors and the Timberwolves that weren't in the bubble. Um, Short training camp, short preseason. I mean, to an extent, these first couple weeks of the regular season, you might as well say we're the preseason. And, you know, in a normal year, January is when you, you kind of already know who everybody is. You know what teams are about and, and who's really in it and who's not and who needs to, to blow it up or, or, you know, make some, some deals to aim for the future instead. And But here we are, you know, not even through a week in January, and and we still don't really know, you know, where this league is. Um, aside from the Lakers, who are, you know, I, I think pretty clearly still the favorites to win it all again. And you know, there's a bunch of other teams that I think w- will be heard from eventually, but at the moment, it's pretty hard to rely on any of them because every everybody's just all over the map. Yeah, it's it's funny, you know. Uh... I had to tell you now. This is before Spencer Dinwiddie went down. I thought when we saw Brooklyn on opening night, and I went, "Wow, that team's deep and they're really good." And and but how much will they miss, you know, a, a, a key cog like Dinwiddie, who again could really you know stabilize a second unit and you know playing with them or or you know just being that other go-to guy that if on the nights where maybe shots aren't falling for Kyrie or or KD. Well, the good news for the Nets is that they're absolutely destroying the Jazz tonight yes, yeah. with with, yeah. with no Kevin Durant and no Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, big game from Karis LeVert, big game from Jared Allen. Um, so, you know, a lot of us who thought the Nets had a shot to win the East, it was not just about Durant and Kyrie Irving, but about the fact that they had just really remarkable depth in that uh, rotation. Dinwiddie's a big part of that, and I think having you know Dinwiddie and Levert both as you know guys who can be primary playmakers but are great secondary playmakers, and who can you know anchor second units and play you know off of the stars or or run the offense in lieu of the stars, that was a really big advantage that the Nets had. And so losing Dinwiddie definitely hurts, and I think it just loses or it hurts them just in the locker room too, or just in their general. Um, there's the, the the chemistry of that team because Dinwiddie's universally respected, great guy, smart player, um, and I think that he's just one of those those great locker room presences, and he's and he's a guy who was there before the stars arrived and kind of carries the DNA of, of those plucky Nets teams that put them back on the map before Durant and, and Kyrie Irving 
came to Brooklyn. So it hurts. It, I mean, is it catastrophic for their chances of winning the East? No. I mean, they, they can overcome it. Uh, but they're going to need a lot more nights like they got tonight from Karis LeVert. And they're going to need, obviously, Durant and, and Kyrie to stay healthy. And, you know, it's still early. You know, I mean, I, I know we've all, you know, been, you know, everybody who, who loves watching Kevin Durant play is really encouraged to see that he seems to be back to who he was pre-Achilles. But it, it is early yet. And this is not to throw cold water on it at all. But we don't know over the course of this 72-game season how he's going to hold up. And, and um, you know, and Kyrie Irving's got an injury history, too. So um, we'll see. But I, I think, you know, the Nets have, still have, as good a shot as any of those teams in, in the East. Despite the you know the fact that we have we, we've already mentioned the fact that the Lakers are the favorite, then the Nets are, are really good. If they're healthy, they're going to be a team that can, has to be reckoned with in the East. We, so we've we've gotten those two teams and we put them up there on a certain amount of a pedestal. But what specifically teams, players, situations are you intrigued by? And maybe kind of keeping you know an eye peeled on. Well, the Sixers are off to a hot start, and I'm curious if they can keep it up because the talent has always been there, and they made some you know fairly significant tweaks in, in this off season. But it's still about Embiid and Simmons, and whether those two will ever connect at a level that makes them you know true contenders. And the hot start is, has been interesting, and and uh, let's see if they can sustain that. Um, in terms of, I mean, if the question's about contenders or potential contenders, you know, um, still curious about the Clippers and whether they have fixed the chemistry issues that ailed them in, in the bubble. Um, they've had some high highs and some low lows already. You know, the 51-point loss to Dallas, but a really nice game the other night. Um, Paul George had a big breakout. So, I mean, they're they're a hard team to figure out. But, again, like, it's just so hard to judge anybody this early in the season. I want to play something for you right now. We, we used it on the air. Years ago, uh, John McLeod was actually a Warrior assistant coach right toward the end of his coaching career. And uh, being the quasi-historian that I am, I had to ask him about the night Paul Westfall in the, in the 76 finals in Game 5, you know, somehow thought of the idea of taking a timeout when they didn't have one, so they got a technical foul, gave up a free throw, able to, to move the ball. This is what we had put together at that time. Coach, why don't we we have a technical to use? And he explained the rationale behind it. I said, well, let's do it then. So we wound up with the ball at the 10-second line. So it was a great it was a great idea on his part. And uh, Paul was always a very intelligent, heady player. And we saw some of that in that particular game. West ball out there, leading the Phoenix case with powers. They're going to call a timeout now. If they have a timeout left, they will call it. Do they have one left, Mindy, or do they use both of them? They do not have any timeouts left. I would not be surprised now if they will call an extra timeout to gain the distance and have a technical foul assessed. Let them shoot it. possibly score from down there. The Suns took the technical to get court position. Won't start until it's touched. They'll have to throw it up. Go ahead, turn around, shot in the air. It's good. It's tied again. I don't believe it. Garfield hurt at the buzzer, threw one in outside. We've got a third overtime in the Boston Garden. Uh, Brett Musburger with Rick Barry screaming there in the background. And uh, so tell me a, a little bit, you know, your dealings with Paul Westwell. I knew him from Phoenix days, but he he was just one of the nicest guys ever to be around the NBA. 
I'm I'm going to unfortunately do the thing that you're never supposed to do on live radio. I'm 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 just going to go blank here. I I Paul Westfall and I I don't think ever had a conversation. I really cross paths. No, uh, I, I don't, and I there's no particular reason why, but um, I for whatever reason we were just were never <laughs> in the really in the same place at the same time in terms of when he was a head coach. Um, wow, and he okay. you know he was he was out here in Brooklyn as an assistant, I think, to Lionel Hollins for a little bit, but I wasn't covering the team at that point. So um, no, I, I, we we may have have met once, but. I've never really had. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I that's a, re- a relationship. So I, I should have cleared that with you before ahead of time. But, but certainly you have to be intrigued by a guy that got the NBA to change a rule. You know, um, I mean, no <laughs> doubt, no doubt. And I think that's that's one of those moments where everybody around him is going, "Yeah, this guy's going to be a head coach someday." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, can, absolutely. That's that's when you can tell. Absolutely. Well, it's sad that, that he has passed, and I apologize for springing that on you, but I uh, wanted to oh, get good. that in before the end of the hour. So, uh, Howard, always great. Great soundbite. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I got to hear that. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm glad that we were able to help out with that. But, Howard, always great to talk with you. I appreciate your time, as always. And, uh, and anything that uh, you're going to be writing soon that we should uh, keep an eye out for? Uh, had something post today on, on Sports Illustrated on SI.com, uh, what we call the daily cover, and it was about uh, James Harden, the premise that uh, it's not about where he lands ultimately in a trade, but what he's willing to do when he gets there and just kind of, uh, you know, floating the idea that maybe it's time for him to uh, evolve a little in his game if he wants to uh, reach the ultimate goal. So you can find that on SI.com and um uh, Doing the crossover pod with uh, Chris Mannix. We're taping one tomorrow, so that'll be out hopefully by the uh, afternoon tomorrow. Outstanding. Thank you, Howard. Appreciate it, Tim. Thank you. That's it. That's Howard Beck of Sports Illustrated. I'm Tim Roy. Back to look at the upcoming schedule, maybe a couple of scores, as the roundtable continues on 95.7 The Game. Tim Roy is holding court. Pun intended. Join me in my court of Camelot. At the Warriors Roundtable on 95.7, the game. Now back to Warriors Box. It's good! Tim Roy. Well, the Warriors 2021 season presented by Kaiser Permanente. It's a lightning round right now. Warriors will take on Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers tomorrow night. Backing down with a left-handed dribble. Now facing him up. Turnaround jumper from 10 feet away. Oh, it's good again. Kawhi Leonard. That is unguardable. It is. 6.30 with the airtime on Wednesday and Friday. Two games with the Clippers as his homestand continues. Then on Sunday, the Toronto Raptors and Fred Van Vliet. Pascal with that left-hand dribble. Now kicks back straight away. Three ball. Van Vliet busted. North side three for Freddie. And the Raptors are up 13. One of the most underrated players in the association. 5.30 tip, 5 o'clock with the pregame show. It's Educators Night presented by Kaiser Permanente. And then the homestand concludes on the Tuesday. Another underrated talent, Malcolm Brogdon. Brogdon still on that logo at center court with a game tie. Ten seconds to play in overtime. Now Brogdon will make his move. Driving Bledsoe pulls up on the foul line. Now moves back into the lane. Right hand flip off the front of the rim. Hits the back of the rim and stays down. 
Brogdon has 21 points. Warriors and the Indiana Pacers on Tuesday to wrap up the homestand. It is a 7 o'clock airtime, 7 to 30 tip presented by Lucky California. That's Kaiser Permanente scoreboard. The Brooklyn Nets beat the Utah Jazz tonight, 130 to 96. 29 points for Kyrie Irving. Donovan Mitchell had 31 for the Jazz. Jazz 4 and 3. Nets are now 4 and 4. Good one in Memphis right now, 747 to go. Grizzlies 75 and the the Lakers 74 uh, in the second quarter in Denver. The Nuggets looking for their third win of the year. Uh, they lead Minnesota 55-45, 4.05 to go before halftime. There are two games about ready to tip off Spurs and Clippers in a matter of moments. Bulls and Trailblazers at 7.30. I'm Tim Roy thanking our guest, Warriors assistant coach Bruce Frazier, along with Howard Beck of Sports Illustrated. Thank you, our man at the controls, Bobby Spang, and our producer for Warriors Radio, R.C. Davis. We'll talk to you tomorrow night from Chase Center. Warriors and the L.A. Clippers starting at 6.30 right here on your home for Golden State Warriors basketball, 95.7, the game. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.